episode 12. Well, yesterday was the first day that I've gone against my decision in making a 30-minute episode daily upload. Yesterday, I uploaded an 11-minute episode where I really didn't have a direction. I didn't have a focus. didn't have a a drive or a, a vigor as I spoke to or spoke into the microphone and into uh, into myself. Truly, I was out of words in speaking to myself. I felt that I was labored, mentally exhausted, a bit frustrated, trying to navigate my my thoughts. However, it just seemed scattered for the moment, N- not knowing exactly which things I wanted to begin, where to where to end, and when to see these ideas fully realized. At what point? It's one of those. It felt one of those like endless uh, problems. Where the deeper I got into it, the more I had to figure out. And the more it branched from a single source to multiple ends, I think that was giving me uh, giving me pause mentally, a bit of a roadblock for me having to follow each hole, each end rather, in order to. Per- present the best product that I could. A bit of it was the the concrete weights that I've been working on for a number of days so far. I've gotten a lot of progress and built a lot of steam and figured out my my methodology, my method for getting from point A to point B from nothing into something. However, there are a bit of a few moving parts, things that I have to consider when when it's in, in my mind originally was a straightforward, stripped-down idea of simply lifting weights. However, with most things in life, most areas, most things are a bit more sophisticated than... Uh, any preconception my mind would offer me. So, so far, I've gotten about, in my opinion, I would say 50% there in terms of the weights that I have made. However, I have actually um, expanded a bit, sp- expanded my my weight selection and my, uh, at least the amount that I have and the, the range that I'll be working with and have improved upon the variety. So that's actually going to be of great interest and um, a great benefit to me. I do believe that I do believe that this is going to offer me a, a great experience. One that is going to improve my livelihood 
my quality of life, my longevity as well, my self-image, my self-confidence, self-love. Because I'll be doing each exercise with the belief that I can I can transform my life in manners that are unlikely as well as unpredictable to what I look like and what I'll be. As someone who's five foot six, one fifty pounds, it's not the impression that I give of someone who will become strong, someone who will become muscular, who can lift heavy things. It's not the view or the impression I'll give to even myself or to others. But for that fact alone, it is incumbent upon me as someone who is venturing in improving but also declaring that my life can be great is to do something that would require mental focus or mental fortitude would require drastic and radical changes to my life where each individual that's kind of redundant but an individuals I'll meet were are immediately struck by the impression that I'll leave that what I look like required a great effort. It required a an audacious belief in myself that for someone to look like that it would require that that individual to believe that they can achieve great things despite any so-called odds. For me, building in in muscle will be a declaration of a self-belief that is unmatched. That's my desire to declare that to not only my not only to other people maybe for their own inspiration if they want that or not but more importantly and above all and principally for myself to declare to myself that I can attain anything that I am focused upon that I am disciplined with that as long as I am present in placing the time that's necessary great things can be accomplished the unlikely can happen What's possible? What's impossible is becomes possible when it's done. I'd like to be a testimony to myself that there is no obstacle inhibitor in my growth, in my development, in my pursuit of happiness that can limit me or that can't be overcome by simply my mind you see yesterday I I recognized that I allowed my mental state to determine my output even if I just sat there in silence it would have been 
at least saw it would have been disciplined. Discipline in in the in the goal that I have sought out. However, my goal isn't as tangible. Uh, at least the outcome isn't so tangible. It's not an acquisition of a of an item. It's not measured in weight. It's not materialized in a physical sense. However, it is evident in a sentiment that I can deliver accurately, profoundly, intellectually, with minimal effort, being that I've acquired an extensive amount of time applying effort. This is symbolic in someone lifting a heavy weight, hundreds and hundreds of pounds over their head. The very act itself sometimes may not be so impressive. Sometimes. It's a simple idea. It's not necessarily the impression you get. It's nothing sophisticated. However, it is proof. It is an it's a, a marker that a a significant amount of of sessions where a concerted amount of effort was required to be ap- applied for extended amounts of time for an indefinite amount of you know for uh, repetitively that it required a discipline and that's what I want to communicate to myself discipline focused energy evident in muscles it's not for the aesthetic for other people's pleasure or ridicule critique it is for life and the love for it that I'll do this I'll undertake the strenuous and and a bit just difficult task of lifting a weight over and over and over again increasing the, the weight increasing the time increasing the technique to communicate a self-love to myself and more importantly one thing is there is evidence for there is a proof for such a claim and that proof corroborates with the outcome oftentimes it's given by those who lack self-love that their acceptance of their current state where there is an obvious 
malignant habit or an impression of themselves or of their value system that is destructive toward their well-being to their to their mind to their heart to their body yet they'll say i love myself despite my flaws character flaws despite my habits despite my lifestyle with these coming to the sum total of a destructive self-loathing self-hatred debasement of their life and of life it's become quite obvious that they live in a contradiction they live hiding from themselves as a fraud too many people are willing to lie to themselves or to others to seek their approval to reject their critique to live as a liar in order to push back truth that maybe they should change their life that these habits are destructive that the way i'm going about things will not pre- prevail or at least not per they will not prolong my happiness my peace those are ideas that are necessary for individuals to re- to evaluate and frankly anyone that i would know that would dismiss those type of assessments as sinister or malevolent or nefarious i'd rather abstain from their presence or at the very least ignore what they have to say because the cancer that runs in them that is evident in their either for their physique or in their psychology in their speech in their philosophy in their religious practices in their habits can surely in a vulnerable state affect me and more so infect me I'd want to I'd want to be better since I've seen what better can be for me when I was young and more impressionable by the religious structures and people and family members that were around me and as well as the uh the social pressure or the social um impressions that were given to me um i viewed myself as someone incapable of changing 
that there was no uh, no alterations could, could be made except by others who were better or more disciplined or or were simply gifted an ability to think the way they did or ability to dream as they did to hope as they did I however viewed myself incapable as though my my genetics determined or predetermined my my insolence I allowed others to think for me to reflect was torture since reality was pressed against my mind especially while I, sl- I attempted to sleep at night that I was living vicariously through others had no control of my life and that the dreams that I had were of others I was following their advice though they knew not they knew they themselves did not know how to dream and more importantly to achieve them life was entirely arbitrary those around me at least I believed were gifted an intellect that was determined their future their possibilities that is what I believed of them and of myself Fortunately, I was someone who was doing really well, exceptional, an academic powerhouse for a time. However, then, when I struggled, it was as though it was as though I believed that that the individual who achieved such greatness as going to Harvard's summer school program while still in high school twice and taking courses there getting college credit from Harvard University while still in high school that that individual was an imposter he was faking it the whole time he knew he was a fraud he knew he wasn't that intelligent since he grew up in lower middle class his parents were intellectual giants as the students that he spent time with over those summers whose parents were Ivy League graduates who were professors who were doctors who were lawyers those individuals were truly earned their success however I seem to have fallen into predicament that I did not earn because I was somehow competing with them how could that be I was nothing I came from nothing in comparison I just had gotten lucky lucky that I was unattractive to and short so that 
the girls around me were not attracted to me. And that offered me the ability to focus on interests that I had rather than relationships that I had gotten just lucky that because I was a in a religious home that one of the great best things that have happened was the abstinence of alcohol and any drugs truly any drugs in my life so I had no vices and I, and I had to live sober-mindedly or at least in a literal sense sober there were other aspects where I wasn't sober-minded in a more metaphysical way figuratively however literally I was entirely sober and even to this day I've never drank before and never planned to it's a belief that I have that I'd rather be sober and sad or at least reflective than inebriated and incapable of rational thoughts. Sobriety is, to me, the greatest state of consciousness, or at least is the proof of consciousness. Sober-mindedness, it allows all of the opportunities for transformation to occur through self-reflection, through analysis, through critical thinking, through sound judgment. Why would I ever want to ruin that? Or at least for a time, lose that ability in moments critical, pivotal to my maturation. I smoked CBD for a time, for about six months. It served its purpose. I wasn't totally, uh, is inebriated the word? I, I wonder if inebriated only means for alcohol, like drunken. But you understand what I mean. And it took some time for me to just decide that I'd rather be sober-minded. Because it does cloud it just a bit to where instead of seeing the full depth of your mind, it's a bit less. It's manageable for those that may need it. However through meditation, through intentional presence in my state of consciousness, where I forced myself to be sober-minded, I was able to evaluate a substantial amount of habits in my life. I was able to overcome my limitations I was able to confront my fears my anxiety finding then solutions to things that at one point paralyzed me that is why for me sober mindedness is is ecstasy being sober-minded is ecstasy to me because all good can come from being sober-mindedness being sober-minded 
fully conscious. Those that are unable to do so constrict their humanity. All of humanity's history of achievement, of greatness, required individuals to be fully conscious. And more than that, to dare to be great. To put within themselves a belief that their mind is capable rather than viewing themselves as an enemy they can trust their mind now they can lean upon it to teach them to guide them to instruct them they were no longer at war with it as is often the state of those who practice altruism either socially enforced or, or religiously enforced. I've allowed my mind to be freed from the oppressive forces of guilt or of a malevolent definition or um, characterization when I was religious the mind was deceptive in their in the dogma it was taught that the mind is untrustworthy it will deceive you It will produce in its nature a destructive, selfish uh, participator or participant. All evil comes from the mind, or what they would say called maybe the heart, which is really the mind left to its own interests desires it will consume itself however I found the opposite to be true it's hold me to a greater standard it has allowed me to project myself onto images of greatness not out of envy or jealousy rather of self-belief why couldn't I be in the cases I've described earlier in this conversation a type of bodybuilder though I don't want to be in the strictest sense of that word such a man However, musc however, why not muscular? Someone who immediately delivers the impression that I've spent much, much time in the gym 
lifting weights, why can I look attractive though I have not been that man my whole life? Even as a child, I was never that person. I hated my image. I hated how my body looked. I struggled with acne as a kid. What? I relegated myself to a subs, to a, to whatever fate. My natural state produced. If it was to be skinny, lacking muscular depth, or slightly overweight or chubby. Never really chubby, I was never really that, but you know, like a soft midsection. But that was just the fate. I had no control. Despite my eating habits or my sedentary lifestyle. I view that as my fate. I know a lot of people do too. Oh well, I'm fat. Despite the blind spot of their diet their physical inactivity they view themselves in a cycle of self-degradation their, their fate is to destroy themselves how so? there is nothing in the human psyche that creates self-destruction no other being on earth operates or exists to destroy itself. How could the greatest of them all desire such? I no longer view myself as isolated in a fate whereupon exiting it is either a, an impossible thought or an impossible achievement. This podcast is evidence of the plasticity of the mind and a declaration that I will never become I will never become a destroyer. I'll never hate myself anymore. I'll never live vicariously by vicariously through another individual, no matter how so you know splendid it may be, or at least appear. I will never want to be anyone other than myself, and I'll never live by the judgment of someone else whose values are not their own, whose convictions are disposable, never. I've allowed myself to dream and to work at it too. And this is why I'm doing this. And I'm glad I am, especially materializing or 
or really um, codifying, you know, a immaterial thought into material words and sounds. I can do the same with my thoughts, with my dreams, with my visions. Something that is immaterial and created into the material world. So, this journey is this journey is great and I'm happy that I'm I've found a way out on to the next